Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? It's going well. It's a little rainy, yeah. but otherwise good. Yeah, well, spring is here. We're spring out of the winter. Fun. That's it. <laughs> exactly. We're we're in the we're in the slide into the warmth of summer and you are going to have your first summer uh in the warmity warm warmth of yes. Richmond. <laughs> well, I'm actually already having hints of summer here. It's been in the 80s off and on here for the last month. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I am I am quite okay with some of the weather that we've been getting up here in Boston. It's been uh it's been that gorgeous low high sixties, low seventies kind of stuff. Oh, I good. will take that. Yeah, for a long time I was hearing you guys whine that you know the rain would never end and the cold would never end and could could somebody just turn off the water? Exactly. Well, know? it is raining again today. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I remember posting a few weeks ago from a festival. I took a selfie with Jeff and and uh, we posted the picture saying. Hey, it's 72 and we're out in the weather and it's sunny. And if you're looking for spring, it's here. It's in Richmond. Come to Richmond. <laughs> Come to Richmond. <laughs> telling you, the tourist board should hire you guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're inviting, we're all about Richmond, man. You're inviting everyone awesome. down. So we've got an interesting episode we're going to talk about today. The idea today is coming from a listener named Michael. And he, Michael asked you to give him a little more information on grounding. And you said there needs to be more than that. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to talk about grounding, you also have to talk about centering. And the reason for that is that there are times that you can ground and there are times that you can't. And on the times that you can't ground, you got to center. 
Okay. And, you know, especially if you're thinking about getting on the express train with me and, and like amplifying and speeding up your spiritual growth, grounding is not always an option. <laughs> so, okay. Well, what's the difference between the two? Okay. So grounding is taking your energy and connecting it into the earth. If you've ever done a meditation where you had to put your roots into the ground, mm -hmm. that's effectively grounding, okay. right? So it's, it's taking the energy of the earth and allowing it to help you feel more solid and more connected into physical reality. Okay. Uh, it's, it's super helpful when you like start to float up out of your body. <laughs> I was actually at an event yesterday and one of the guys does um, lights and sounds. So he puts light goggles on and he does binaural beats and stuff yep. like that. In the process, you know, the, the people who are coming out had, who had done the gamma version of this were all like, I am not entirely in my body. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. Enjoy the high. When you go to leave, though, come and see me so I can ground you before you have to drive. <laughs> because one should not drive unless grounded. <laughs> and um, so, you know, that that sort of thing where, you know, sometimes we do things. We may do breath work. We may do a meditation that takes us up and out of our body. We may do these energy things where we get a little ungrounded. And then knowing how to ground is super helpful in that in that scenario. Yeah. Right. And it's also helpful if a lot of times, you know, you'll feel like you get the rug pulled out from under you. Yeah. In those moments, it's super helpful to ground as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's grounding. Yeah. And, and to ground, it's very simple. Just close your eyes, put your feet on the floor, and just see roots coming out of your feet into the ground. Okay. And just pull the energy of that ground up into your body, cycle it up to the top of your head, cycle it back down your body and into the ground again. And you're just creating a circuit with the ground and your body. Okay. And that will ground you. Okay. Okay. Super simple technique. Perfect. So what's centering? So centering is what you do when you can't ground. <laughs> now, why wouldn't we be able to ground? You may ask. Well, if you happen to be on a spaceship, you're not going to be able to ground. Okay. Okay. Not everybody goes on a spaceship. So, you know, but I'm just talking to you, you astronauts out there. If you're on a spaceship, don't try and ground. You got to center. But then there's a lot of reasons why we may not be able to ground in a given moment. If you're moving, mm -hmm. moving by definition is pulling up your roots okay. so that you can move to a new location. It is completely inappropriate to try and ground when you're moving because it's going to be conflicting energies in your, in your energy field. Okay. So, if you're moving, that's not going to be a good time. If you are doing a massive amount of spiritual growth all at once, grounding becomes very difficult. And I, I put it to you this way, and I said it at the beginning of the episode. Um, when you are on a really fast path of spiritual growth, it's, it's like you're on the express train. Yeah. And literally, you're like screaming along at like 90 miles an hour. And you go, okay, I, I need to ground. And that's like taking a piece of rebar and shoving it through the bottom of the train and trying to stick it into the ground. You're going to get dragged through the train trying to do that because it, it's not designed to work like that. Okay. okay. When you think of centering, centering is the process that you do when, when grounding is an, an option. Again, if you're on an airplane, don't try to ground. 
these are other things. For those listening um, to this podcast on an airplane, yeah, no don't grounding. try to ground. No grounding. No roots. <laughs> no grounding. Grounding bad. <laughs> yeah. So what you want to do is you want to center. Mm-hmm. And centering means bringing your energy into the center point of your body, which is right around the solar plexus. Okay. And you're not actually going into the solar plexus chakra. You're going into the center of your being. Okay. Okay. So this is not about the chakra. This is about actually the center of your being. Yes. Okay. And basically you're looking for your center and anyone who's done martial arts will recognize the center of gravity, right? So if you, if you want to be at your most nimble and your most ability to react and respond and not get, flipped over in martial arts, you have to know exactly where your center of gravity is and stay on it. Right. This is the same thing from an energetic and emotional state as that. Okay. Right. So you're looking for your center, the place in which there is a a sense of calm and a sense of oneness with yourself. Connection can be found without, as in on the outside, or it can be found within. When you connect without, as in you connect to Mother Earth or you connect to the universe through your crown chakra uh, or you connect to another person, then you're finding your connection through that that point of connection, whether it be through your crown or your root or through your heart chakra or however it is that you're doing that. When you connect to yourself, you're actually connecting to all that is, but you're connecting to it through the fact that you are already connected to all that is okay and that you are all that is right it's the center point in your being that center point is the all that is but when you find the right spot when you when you come to that place of centering you're going to feel like you just are and you just are with everything Mm -hmm. that's what centering is so one of the things that i've written as part of my spiritual journey somewhere along the line uh, is a poem called The Roller Coaster of Enlightenment. And it, it really does reference centering in a really lovely way. And so I'm going to read that to you now. Excellent. Here I go again on that uphill climb towards enlightenment. I've followed directions. I've packed my spiritual duffel bag firmly beneath my seat My fingers, hands, and arms are safely inside the car, and I'm trying to be patient and fearless as the car clack, clack, clacks up the hill. I've stepped onto the path and pressed the safety bar of faith firmly in place. No turning back. (laughs) Now there's nothing left to do but wait and see what awaits me on the other side of the hill. Uh Uh-oh, nearing the top now, the adrenaline is kicking in as things fall into place and life speeds up. Here I go, downhill at mock speed, screaming, to remind myself that I'm not afraid. This is fun, right? Oops, almost forgot. It's much easier and less bumpy if I just let go. That was awesome. That was so cool. (laughs) <laughs> and I really wish for everybody listening that they could have actually seen the performance of that from you physically, which was wonderful. But yeah, because, you know, when you're on a roller coaster, if you don't like put your hands up in the air, you get banged around a lot. Yeah. The hands allow you to balance, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're holding on, trying to control things, you're going to get banged up. If yeah. you're not, you, it's easier. 
So we've now talked about centering versus grounding, when to use one versus the other and why. Mm -hmm. And you've even given us a couple of examples on how to do that and sort of the process that we would go through to do that, as well as done a dramatic poem reading. So (laughs) what more is there to talk about in this particular topic? Well, yeah, that's basically it, Joey. It's it's really a very simple topic. And as as you and I talked about before we got on to yeah. the podcast today, I, I picked a shorter one because we have so many listener questions <laughs> and I wanted to have time to get to them. Awesome. So, you know, I picked one that was a question that one of the listeners had asked and uh, that too would be shorter time frame so that we could get to those listener questions. So just so you guys know, I'm super excited to have your questions. I'm so thrilled that you guys are sending them in. Please keep them coming. Uh, we've got a few more listener profiles coming up. Yeah. So I'm excited for that too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, we've got so much cool stuff coming up for you guys. I can't even tell you. <laughs> well, speaking of Michael, who gave us the, the idea for this episode, he also gave another question and okay. where he said, do you have any thoughts on general lifestyle guidelines for optimal spiritual connection? I'm thinking any little puzzle pieces such as habits that contribute to balance or lack thereof from your perspective. So it's a great question. It's a really broad question. Right. But balance. So the thing that I want you to keep in mind first is I want to define balance for you because balance people think of as as like there's a board with a round thing in the center and you're trying to keep the two sides even. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not actually balance. That's that's you trying to juggle. Balance actually comes from sitting equally on both sides of the teeter-totter at the same time. Okay. And having it not be a paradox. Okay. Okay. That's where true balance comes from. So sitting fully in the masculine and fully in the feminine at the same time. Instead of it being fighting one side over the other to create this false sense of balance. It's about actually existing on both sides equally at the same time and, exactly. and not really a battle for balance, but a more a, an expansion of yourself to cover yeah, the whole. Exactly. We, we live in duality mm-hmm. and the reality quote unquote that we buy into on this planet is a duality reality, but you don't have to exist at that level. You can exist at the level of existence, Mm -hmm. which says there is no good and bad. There is no right and wrong. There is no up and down, black and white, in and out. There just is experience. Everything just is without judgment. Mm -hmm. And when you sit in that place of existence, that's when you let go of the attempt to control. That's when you let go of the judgment because judgment is a, is a duality concept. Mm-hmm. That's when you can just be with what is and find yourself there. And when you don't fight it and you, you flow with it, it often moves faster and further than if you were to fight against it. Because in fighting against it, it's sort of like, you know, Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby. <laughs> right. So I just want to start with that being my definition of balance before I give you these answers, because it was important to say that. The very first thing I'm going to say is probably the simplest and the hardest, and that's presence. 
Presence is the act of not being in the future and not being in the past, not having any part of you in the future and not having any part of you in the past, being entirely in this moment right now, present to what is, not afraid of what might come, not being unhappy about what came before, but being with what is now. Yep. And that is both the simplest concept and the most difficult for most people because the vast majority of us live somewhere else other than right now. Okay. The vast majority of us live in a desire to be into the future that we're imagining or running away from the past or being angry about the past that has been or being maudlin about it and you know nostalgic about it and spending all your time going backwards, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's positive or negative, if you're in the past, you're not here. Right. Not to say that there aren't times to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I recently went to friend's school to receive an award from my mom who had passed away in 2010. They inducted her into the Athletic Hall of Fame. Okay. And so I went to receive that and spoke to a lot of her classmates and got to learn a lot about her past and got to talk about my time at friend's school because I went there as well. You know, so that was a time to be present with the past because that was what was happening right then. It's not to say that you can never look at the past and you can never look at the future, but that you're, the vast majority of your time should be spent in the moment. Because what happens is if you over attend to the future, then what you try and do is you try to be there now, which often means you try to skip steps to get there. Okay. Because you're not paying attention to what's next. I used to do that one all the time. <laughs> I'm like, but I could see it so clearly. It's right there. And I, I could just be there, right? I could just be there. I could just be there. And it's like, no, you skipped like four steps. <laughs> and, and now the foundation is no longer structural, structurally sound. And then what you're trying to build doesn't ever come into fruition. right? Because you never spent any time in the present. Exactly. So when Michael says guidelines for optimal spiritual connection, a large part of that, then what you're saying is to exist in the present, in the moment and experience the moment. And that brings you to, allows you to come to a state of balance, which is not about the struggle between balance and unbalance, but about the ability to extend yourself to exist in the duality in the moment. And when you're just present in the moment and you're not bringing your past into it, it's much easier not to judge. Okay. You let go of some of that baggage. Right. So another thing that happens with my people all the time in relationship is that they get very excited about what could happen next in a new relationship. They're like, oh, what could happen? Where are we going? How's it? Oh, we're going to get married. We're going to do this. We're going to do it. You, you've got a fun look on your face there, Joey. <laughs> with people I talk to, I hear that so often. Then what happens is that the reality that they've painted in their head, which it wasn't never a reality, it was some sort of future thinking they had. If something goes off course, then it creates this massive tidal wave of disappointment. Yes. And that is such a downfall of, of avoiding the moment and trying to live in the future. Exactly. And so that's another way that living in the future can kick your ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this is, this is what I mean about staying present. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I'm excited about the future. Right. And in this moment, I'm going to be excited about being with this person right now. Yeah. Don't, don't shove the excitement into the future. Keep it here with you now. It's okay to be excited about the future. Right. Be excited now. Yes. Be excited about the future in the moment of now. <laughs> exactly. Be excited about being here now and rather than shoving it forward. Yeah. I often tell people to be excited about what the future may hold, not try to paint that picture before you reach it. Yes. Yes. 
That's a beautiful way of putting it. Yes. All right. Well, I think that was a pretty awesome answer for that question from Michael. And thank you to Michael for not only that question, but also the idea for this episode as well. And we have a couple more questions uh, that we're going to get to. Uh, The next one is from a listener named Renee. And Renee says, recently, when I'm in that state between asleep and awake, I felt something trying to envelop me. In that moment, I do feel fear, but if I firmly tell it to stop or go away, it does. I'm curious as to what this could be and whether I should be worried or embrace it. So the space between awake and asleep is actually referred to as a liminal state. Okay. L-I-M-I-N-A-L, liminal. Okay. So a liminal state is that state on the edge between uh, one state of being and another. It could be asleep and awake. It could be between this reality and the next. Uh, it's it's that that changeover point, that mm-hmm. archaeus of, of shift between one and another. When you're in a liminal state, there are a variety of things that could be happening. Mm-hmm. The question is a little vague in that regard, but I will say that when I was going through energetic upgrades... Uh, in my field, and I would be in a liminal state, there would be a moment where I would begin to vibrate. Okay. And I wasn't sure if it was real or if I was imagining it. And a friend of mine happened to be walking by as I was napping on the couch one day and it started to happen and I was very still. And I said, do me a favor, come over and touch my arm and tell me if it's vibrating. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, yeah, your arm's vibrating. I was like, oh, that's cool, right? (laughs) So it was actually happening. So my instinct with this, you know, something enveloping you, I would say uh, what I would do is I would put some protections on your room Mm -hmm. and see if it still happens. Okay. If you're sleeping in protected space and it still happens, then it's probably something happening within your energy field that you could probably just give yourself over to and let it happen. Okay. If it does not happen when you are in protected space, then there's something trying to get in and, and get to you. Okay. At which point sleep in protected space. Yeah. Right. And yeah. what are ways that a person can put protections in their space uh, for when they're sleeping and unconscious is do shields and things work or would it be wards or something? It, like no, that? it would definitely be wards. It, okay. it would be, you know um, you can either ward the room mm-hmm. uh, or just set a circle before you go to sleep. Okay. And then and we, sleep we did an episode circle. on yep. how to set a circle, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, just set a circle before you go to sleep. I like to have physical things in my space that I can anchor my wards to. Okay. So for instance, in my house, I have copper balls that are holding the corners of my main living space, which is where I do most of my my energetic work with people. Mm-hmm. And I ha- also have another set in my bedroom yeah. that just serve to to protect the bedroom and as we're sleeping. And I have wards on the whole house. Yeah. And I have screens on the doors and, and chipper shredders on the doors. And you know, things. we we talk so often about your balls, Kelly, that I think at some <laughs> point you're going to need to post them either on Facebook or or that's a great Instagram post. You always talk about how you have a hard time picking Instagram. Instagram. Kelly's balls should <laughs> Kelly's be one balls. of the topics <laughs> that you post on there. 
<laughs> so for Renee, in the context of this, it's it's hard to say from what I'm hearing and what you're saying. It's hard to say exactly what it could be. But one way she could do it is sort of knock out some of the variables by setting yeah. setting a safe space for herself to sleep in. And if it continues to happen, then it's probably something along the lines of those energetic upgrades like you were talking about, something exactly. that's happening in her energy field versus something that's trying to get her. Exactly. All right. So we've got Renee handled. We've talked about Michael's questions. Now we've got one final question here, and it comes from Lou. And Lou says, I'm wondering if you could talk about when two different timelines merge. I think I have just experienced the emotions and intense triggers of a past life mixing with this one. OMFG, it's been insane, or I'm going insane, one or the other. I will happily keep listening. Love, Lou. Yeah, Lou, you're not going insane. And, and- <laughs> In the interim, Lou and I have had a, a discovery call, so okay. <laughs> um, I, I know what was going on with this, and we've we've kind of talked about this, but I want to talk about it for our listeners in in sort of more the abstract. Excellent. And so, this happens a lot, actually, where when you start to wake up, you start to remember past lives, and things will overlay. And so, for instance, I remember a decade ago when I was getting ready to do a really big piece of magic, there were like 15 different women that I met in that time frame who were all women that I had been in the temples of Babylon with. Okay. And I just kept meeting more and more priestesses of Babylon. And I was just <laughs> like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everywhere I turned, there was somebody and it was all within like a year period. Right. Hmm. And I haven't met any since. And I hadn't met any before, <laughs> you know, well, no, I had a couple of that I knew before, but the awareness just got raised in yeah. that moment. And I think it's because I was actually reading the red goddess, which is about Babylon, the goddess. Okay. I, I think that that's what triggered it for me because as I was reading it, this past life came back to me. Mm-hmm. And as the past life came back to me, all these people got drawn into my sphere. What ended up happening is that I ended up doing this ritual with four of us who had all been in the temples of Babylon. And we actually reenacted one of the rituals from that temple as part of the, the magical working that we did. Oh. And so, you know, sometimes the merging just really comes together and it overlaps and it happens, right? You know, and then other times it's just like, you know, you walk into a party and somebody turns around and goes, oh my God, how are you? I haven't seen you since the Crimean War. And, you know, just like, yeah, I remember you. That was awesome, right? (laughs) When you bring a challenge from a past life forward, we've talked about this in the past. When we talked with Andrea, we talked about her having the past life stuff, right? And um that can come in and overlay this life, mm-hmm. right? Any Anytime you have an experience of a past life that's challenging, it can impact this life. I mean, I have had, uh, had the other friend who couldn't push the publish button on her website because she remembered being killed for her gifts and yeah. it was still impacting her, you know, that that's exactly what happens. And so sometimes you'll, you'll have that happen in a way that, that there are two people coming together who both have memories of the past life, whether they're conscious or unconscious memories, there's, there's dynamics from a past life that are triggered. Mm-hmm. And so that can, can be its own thing. And when that happens, the key is to try and, and separate this life from the other life mm-hmm. so that you can go, okay, 
what is this life <laughs> and what was then and how do i how do i resolve what was then so that it can stop impacting this life okay so whether the re resolution needs to be i need to get forgiveness or i need to forgive someone else or i need to let go of my anger or i need to you know do some act of contrition or you know you know to feel like i need to pay something back or you know whatever it is you know how do you do that i i remember meeting someone and having an instant past life memory of us being together in a previous life and of me standing over him. And I was a child. I was like six or seven years old and I was a little boy and he was a grown man and he was laying down on this slab and I was standing over him with a knife and being, you know, having to sacrifice him for something at his request. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, whoa that's some weird ass shit man you know <laughs> i was just like what the hell and and he there was there was great love between us and you know there was still great love between us when we met in this life mm -hmm. sometimes that's just the way it goes yeah interesting so, all right so lou is not going insane no this is the kind of stuff that we can see happen quite regularly with a lot of us kind of scarily so yes <laughs> So if you're out there in listener land and you're having past life issues, you are not alone. And if you're out there in listener land having past life issues or have questions about past life issues or anything else, you can email them to Kelly and we can get them on to an episode or something like that. Or it could result in a discovery call like it did with Lou when you got the question from her. Absolutely. So. Sign up for a discovery call. We can talk about it. And you can email Kelly and with questions, suggestions, anything about Spirit Sherpa by sending her an email to Kelly, K-E-L-L-E at KellySparta.com. And that's where Michael had sent his stuff. And we got an episode from him and a couple of questions and some questions from some listeners. And some of those questions even came from your Facebook page as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, I got a question through Messenger, and yeah, I, I'm getting them from all different all different angles. Some people are sending them through Instagram. I did turn on my notifications for Instagram, so I now know that they exist, and you know, which I didn't didn't before. I'm not very good at Instagram. I'm trying. <laughs> so, well, there you go, folks. So you've heard it here. Kelly likes getting it from all different angles, and she. <laughs> Wants you to give your questions, your comments, everything in all of those different forums. And, and really, that's a good thing. Joey, I swear you can make anything I say dirty. I, I did nothing of the sort, Kelly. I, get I am shit so innocent. All the time for saying things that, is, that I don't intend to be dirty, but they are all the time. And I think it's, I don't think it's me. I think it's Joey. I am guys? the innocent one. I am. <laughs> The absolute. Got to help me out here. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, with your questions as well, we want you to, wherever you're listening to the show, subscribe and rate. Let Kelly know what you think about the show and along with those ideas you have for the show. And also, we talked about the discovery calls. You can do that on kellysparta.com, but you can also sign up for Kelly's mailing list on kellysparta.com as well, where you can get all kinds of really cool information, updates that Kelly's put out there, as well as maybe some information about classes or things she's got scheduled that you can take part in. 
Absolutely. Um, Michael actually asked me another question that we're not answering on the podcast today because he asked me about how to, you know, how to look at, at things happening in the world right now. And since I try to make this podcast a little bit more evergreen than that, even though we're talking about seasons and whatever, uh, I, I told him I said subscribe to the mailing list because that's where I tend to talk about what's going on in the world right now. <laughs> and so if you want that level of stuff, then, then do the mailing list because that's where I'll talk about that. Excellent. Now, we were all over the place in this episode, Kelly. I think we've hit on a lot of bunch of heaven. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool. It was kind of like ooh, something shiny, and we bounced around and we talked about a bunch of different things. Is there anything you want to say to sort of wrap up the entire episode in a little bow? And as we send people on their way, one of your your quips of wisdom that often come from you. Well, so it's completely unrelated to the episode, but uh, <laughs> it, it is what is showing up over and over again for my students and, and every time I get somebody on a coaching call. So I'm going to give you my, my quote that we provide the destination and the motivation. The universe provides the navigation. Let that sink in for a moment. And there you go, folks. Kelly's quips. That's a, that's a whole nother thing you need to do. Kelly's quips. Kelly's quips. <laughs> all right. That is all that we have time for this week, folks. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye-bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.